you feel it, you know it. Deep Raw Productions. Sports Talk with D-Raw. What's up, people? It's your boy D-Raw. We back at it again with his co-host, Real Talk Ricks. Yes, sir. And first, we're going to get into uh, the NBA Finals, Game 4. It's looking good. It's looking good. Phoenix, what happened? Yeah, what 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 happened? happened Exactly. I I hurt. What I said? I said books and seven, right? Final score was 109 to 103. But honestly, we can say what we want. Yes, the Bucks did win last night, but... Me personally, I honestly feel that the Suns just gave that game away. And the reason why I feel that way, they only won by six points. Every game has been decided by ten points or more. All of a sudden now, the Bucks win a game by six points. Chris Middleton had 40 points. Giannis had 26. And they still only won by six points. Chris well, Paul only had 10. To get more into the stat line, Middleton had 40 points. Giannis had 26. Holiday had 13, and Lopez had 14. And surprisingly, like I said, I said that uh, usually when Tucker score more than zero, they, they usually lose, I mean, usually win the game. But this time, he, he had zero points, but he did have five rebounds, one assist. Uh, he had no turnovers. So, I mean, he played okay, but. Hey, he, you know he's a defensive star, yeah. but that's all he's good for. Yeah, exactly. But I will give you this, though. He gives him the heart and soul of that team right now. He's like what Udonis Hallison is to the Heat. You know, he comes out there, he going, for real. It's, it's true. It's, it's, it's true. literally what it is. It's like what Draymond Green is right now yeah, to he, the Warriors. He's he not going out he there the trying to, yeah, he, he locker room. He going to motivate you during halftime, during timeouts. He going to get on the court. And he he going to go out. Right, he going to do what he got to do. So yeah. I give him that. He's scrappy and he going to play hard every single time he's in there. And to look at the Suns that line, Crowder had 15. Eight rebounds, three assists, not bad. Three blocks, three steals. He did a little bit of everything. Yeah, he was Uh, all around. Aiden, he had six points, which is really pathetic. But he had 17 rebounds and five assists. So I respect him with the the three blocks. With the three blocks. But but come on, bro. We we expect more out of Aiden than six measly points. I mean, he got to do more. He got to do a double-double. But he feeds – his offense comes through Chris Paul. He's like what DeAndre Jordan is just – you know, to the Clippers back then. Uh, and not prime. like DeAndre, though. He's more offensive, bro. So, it's, it's kind of But pathetic. we never really get to see it because he, he's pretty much scoring on transition plays. Yeah, but he be shooting sometimes, too. Yeah, but he ain't shooting no, he ain't shooting nothing farther than 18 but, feet. I'll tell you what. Respect the Booker, bro, with the 42. From from 10 points last game to 42, that's what's up. I got to give it to him, man. He, he left it all out on the court. But Chris Paul, bro, five turnovers. 10 points, bro. He did have seven assists, but five turnovers. And then, man, that, that game cost him turnover, bro. Him just trying to change directions, and he lost the ball. It, it did kind of look like he just gave the game up, you know? <laughs> like, But you got to think about it. Really, overall, the Suns had 17 turnovers total, while the Bucks only had five. And you got to realize, those 17 turnovers turned into 24 points. Right. That's a big transition, especially consistent thinking about that the Bucks only had five turnovers. It only turned into five points. Right. So you really got to look at that. That's terrible. 
Another thing I would say, Mike Michael Bridges, he, he played poorly again, too. Seven points, five rebounds. Last game he had, what, four points and two rebounds or hey, something like that? My boy showed up in game two, and he just, just I mean, fell out of character. Michael has to understand, bro, he is a pivotal part of this team. Like, For real. He got to really show up. He is a true swing man. And yeah. he really need, if he, I feel like, honestly, if he can get going early, then they'll have a great game. But I feel like you got to give him more touches. I'm not saying you got to give him as many touches as Booker or as many as Chris Paul, but you at least got to give him a consistent amount of touches to make sure that his offense is flowing in the right direction. It's going to boost his confidence. It's going to get him going. If you don't do that, then the Suns going to struggle, and I noticed that yeah. in three and in four. Hey, but we knew the game was over when Giannis blocked eight. Oh, here we go. When he ran down there, he, he blocked that alley-oop, bro. You knew it was over. Bro, number one. Besides, besides the let Chris me, Paul let me, turnover. Let me defend the Suns right now because I know he's going to grind this block into the ground <laughs> like everybody else on ESPN and everywhere else in sports platforms. Number one, the, DeAndre Aiden was off balance, uh, catching the ball. Uh, and then, you know, it was just, he all like this. Come on, man. You really just going to nah, give him credit? like that. Nah, he, he okay, I'm going to give him credit, though. So, 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 let me ask you this then. Which block was better? The Giannis block? Or the LeBron block against uh, the Warriors five years ago. Which one was better? More pivotal was LeBron, but no, I'm talking. No, no, I'm, just, I'm talking about which one is the more athletic block, the Giannis block or the LeBron? Oh, LeBron, because okay. he came from behind and he got that, bro. But I got to give it to Giannis because he did hustle, bro. He got over there. No, quick. no, he he, he cut got the over, pick and roll yeah, off. He got he over cut there quick it off. And he, and he and went he, vertical, yeah, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I give him that. He did that. I'm not. I'm never gonna take away from Giannis's. Skills, exactly. I will say, I will say this because I'm very hard on Giannis. He is one dimensional, but one thing I can't give him credit for, he is a true freak of nature. He earned that nickname Greek Freak because he's a freak of nature when it comes to athleticism. But the way he cut that, he cut. I'm literally, yeah. He, he, he got he there, cut bro. that pick and roll off and blocked it. I give him that. Yeah, he showed us athleticism. So going on, you know, into our top ten, we've been talking about that. So now today, yes. we're going to present our top 10 yes. NBA I've been, players. I've been waiting for this all week. All week. Because I got to hear who his top 10 is. Because when he heard mine, he was like, oh, man, you out of line. But me personally, these are my top 10. These players not only. All right. All right. My number one player in the NBA. And we all know this. We all know this to be fact. For the Brooklyn Nets, number seven, Kevin Durant. Boy, you out of line. How? Yeah, Name somebody better than hey, Kevin Durant. He's Scottie right Pippen. Now. No. Matter of fact, look. Scottie Pippen. Look. Scottie Pippen is in the Hall of Fame. We don't give him his credit. Time out. Time out. Look, who did Kevin Durant just have we, beef with? We had, Pippen. we had a fan of the show. But who is he not? We had a fan of the show. Give us his answer on his top five and what he think about Kevin and Durant. And I need to hear what he said. Because if he said anybody other than Kevin Durant is the number one player in the NBA, shame on him. Shame on him right now. This message is from Day Day. KD is an alpha in his own way. Just how they have tiers, like tier one, two, three, four, and five. KD is his own tier of alpha. Meaning, like I say, he's the Scottie Pimpin of the NBA, of what Jordan Jordan, and, and LeBron is on the same tier. Everybody know that. Without Scotty, bro, Jordan wouldn't have all. Without Dennis, Jordan wouldn't have all this, bro. And basically, that's what I'm saying. When KD get the ball, he show up. When Scotty get the ball, he show up. They both 
they both apples in their own way, but bro, they not head apples to lead a team like LeBron James, bro. Like a, you know what I'm saying? Like a Damian Lynn, bro. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have that motherfucking dog in you, bro. I'm not saying KD don't, bro, cause he does, bro. But I just know, bro. You look, you had, you you had James Harden and uh, Russell Westbrook. And Serge Ibaka, and uh, you know what I'm saying, bro. You had that, bro. And you tell me you couldn't lead that. LeBron would have had that, bro. He would have led that team, bro. That the Thunder would have won, won some. He go over there with some shooters. Curry, what he is, he's an alpha, bro. You know what I'm saying? He what he he does that shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? So you go over there with an alpha, then you go with Clay Clay Thompson. That's you know what I'm saying. He ain't no alpha, bro, but he, he's a dog in his, you know what I'm saying? He's a he's a second tier. He a third tier, really. You know what I'm saying? He he gonna show up. He a shooter. So that's what you know what I'm saying? You got KD that's that 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 can do what he can do. Curry, that's an alpha, then you know what I'm saying? You got old boy, shit, hey. You bound, you know what I'm saying? Then you got the role players, so that's how I feel about KD. So after hearing Day Day give his discussion about why he think KD is not an alpha and he's an alpha in his own of a different tier, what do you think about Day Day's comment? <laughs> First and foremost, where is everybody coming from with this reference that KD is nothing more than a Scottie Pippen? No disrespect to Scottie Pippen at all. Scottie Pippen is a great player. Yes, he did play on a team with Jordan, yes. But the point is, if you take Scottie Pippen and put him on any other team when he was in his prime, not that shitty, not that stuff with uh Portland, not oh gosh, oh, not with Houston. No, not though. But I'm talking about Scottie Pippen in his prime. Scottie Pippen is an alpha male. He is a person that can lead a team to a championship. He even when Jordan wasn't there, he was still taking the Bulls to the playoffs consistently. Yes, they didn't have an extra player to get him over the hump because you got to realize Scottie Pippen, he's a consistent scorer, but, you know, they just had nothing but role players outside of them, too. Well, I mean, that's what your team wants to consume, consist of anyway. But what I, the point I'm trying to make is KD is in a tier that should be with Jordan and LeBron. Nice. And the reason why I say that yeah. is look what he did when he was with Golden State. LeBron couldn't even hold him. LeBron was getting scored on consistently by KD. Well, I never said that LeBron was the greatest defender either. But he is a top he, defender in the league. Even LeBron, though he's never won Defensive Player of the Year, he's still a top defender. Because Kobe never won Defensive Player of the Year either. But he was a top defender. True, true. But LeBron takes his team all the way. He's a true leader. KD is. Yeah, and he's taken them all he, the way several times. And, How many and rings LeBron does he have just for? Is, is a mental, he, he mentally gets to his players, he talks to them, and he gets them motivated. And I don't I, think KD does that. I, we, we don't know. We, we've never seen it on the side of but that. I believe he's, KD, he's capable of doing so. He's capable of doing so. Capable of complaining. Nah, and going I believe else. every player complains. Look, this is this is why I say KD is not an alpha in uh, – he's not like LeBron or Jordan. Okay. That year, they was up 3-1. Oh, man. If LeBron was up 3-1, they would have won. If Jordan was up 3-1, they would have won. Kobe, you name it. Any of those guys would have won, bro. Okay. 
So, but but look at the level, look at the level of talent that the Warriors had. We can't compare. That was that team right there was on a whole nother level. Yeah, they they was up three one. I get it. You got Russell Westbrook. No, but that team. I mean, it was good, but they was up three one, bro. They had Westbrook. They had, I think they had Serge Ibaka still. They did. They uh, had Steven Adams. KD. And then my thing is, y'all up 3-1. Yeah, y'all lost the series. But that incoming year, they had Oladipo on the team. And then they had got, uh, I think, Sabonis or somebody. They did. They got and Sabonis out the draft. And KD was still able to be on that team and meet meet the cap and all those, and all those things. So my thing is, why not stay, bro? Y'all would have made a run with, with all them new players and with um, – you got quite, but we, we can't. I, obviously, whatever him and Westbrook was going through at the time, it couldn't be salvageable. And you know, I I hate that it happened no. because the Thunder should have won a, a title, at least one. They should have at but, least one. And then not to even just piggy off of that, but to piggyback back to what, what was it? Um, what eleven or something when they went and they faced the Heat? Yeah. No, that was, that was just poor they coaching. Was young. They was they poor was, coaching. They I'm was sorry. young. Scott, Scott Brooks not I'm not coach, saying Scott man. Brooks is a bad coach. He just got outcoached by the AV guy. Okay. He just got outcoached by the AV guy. There's no, there's nothing maybe, else to really say. Maybe. He but, got outcoached. Because but, really, that was, Pat Riley was still pulling the strings. So he got outcoached by a veteran coach. Maybe, I'm but sorry. I, I feel like, I feel like, honestly, I feel like KD should have did better. In that series, as a leader, he or, won, I think he, he won MVP that year. He probably did. But shit, look at Harden. He won MVP, and then look what he do. Man, these man, guys, these no, guys, man. bro, they are they are secondary men, bro. They're not they're not the alphas of the NBA. Oh wow! Wow! They not. Wow! So now we can get into back into that top ten. Okay, I got LeBron in number two. So the reason why I have LeBron in number two is because he has been consistent year after year after year. But you got to pass the torch on to somebody. And who else is, can you pass the torch on to but the other player who has the same amount of skill set as you do? And that's KD. Number three, Steph Curry. Steph Curry is without a doubt one of the greatest shooters in NBA history. And he's not even done in the game yet. No one else I can say right now can outshoot Steph Curry besides one other person, and that's Dame Lillard. You know, I think Trey, um, well, Trey Young still got a long way to go. He's still he he not in my top ten, but he says a long way to go, and he is climbing. He is climbing. I will give him that. Number four, believe it or not, is a surprise to everybody. Me, and that's Spider Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is elevating his game every single year, and he is bringing the Utah Jazz to all new heights each and every year. Well, I say right now, if Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell can keep that team in nucleus intact, I guarantee they'll get a ring. Now, they're not the new Stockton and Malone, but I guarantee you this, they will have a ring eventually if they keep that nucleus and core together. I would say that without a doubt. And my number five is Joel Embiid. What he's done for the Sixers organization, so, injury or not, he has shown up every time he's healthy. Even when he's not healthy, he will play on one leg. He will play with one arm. He will do everything he needs to do to prove to the NBA, and not only to the NBA, but to the rest of the NBA players to take notice and understand he is the last true big man in the league. 
<laughs> Boy. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, man. All right. So, that's your top five, right? That's my top five. So, my my top five is a little different, but no all these see. all these people are the top five of NBA, in my <laughs> opinion, at their position. So, for my point guard, I would have Damian Lillard, best point guard in the NBA. Okay, I, I have to agree with that. I just feel that Steph Curry has more accolades. But see, That's why I chose him I over Damian. I put Steph as a two guard. Because mm-hmm. because of his shooting prowess. And plus he can play off the ball. So yeah, that's actually that's, smart. That's, that's, my, cool. that's my two. And then at three, of course you got to go LeBron, bro. He's yeah, the best small forward. You can't go. Not KD. LeBron. Right, but I see, I, on mine, I got KD as my power forward. Because I, he can still rebound and he has the length. Because we really don't know how tall he really is. They put him on paper as like, what, 6'9"? Six, 6'9". Nine, six, 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 nine. I know he's about like seven, seven feet. feet really he got to be seven yeah. feet. Because uh, LeBron, 6'8", and then when they talk to each other, KD way up here somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, for my four, of course, I got Giannis, the Greek freak, the dude that you keep disrespecting. Yeah, the dude that made that block, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, one-dimensional man. That's his real nickname. <laughs> he went one-dimensional last night. Yeah. Ain't one one-dimensional night before that. Hey, look, look, look. Hey, tell him, hey, shoot them free throws a little faster. Hey, mm, I wish you could do that. You got him on that one. Hey. But for my five, for my five, I got Jokic. I take Jokic over Embiid, bro. Hey, hey, I like Jokic. He's in my top ten. Jokic has a good all around. He's game. a point big, bro. He's a, he's a guy yeah. that that can dribble. He can play point. He he play whatever five. I mean, any of the five positions, basically, bro. Hey, you know what I'm surprised about? Neither one of us has Harden or Luca in our top five. But, I'm surprised. But see, look now, since it's ten players on my reserves, I got Harden as my six man. Mm-hmm. I have Harden coming off the bench as my six, and as my seven. Which would be the two guard? I got Mitchell. Mm, that's nice. That's and nice. And then, and the, at the third spot, it'd be Kawhi. Kawhi be great coming off the bench, bro. Behind him, and then is he gonna play though? Is he well, gonna play? He always that's gonna why find he reserved. He gonna find it. He always gonna find a reason not to play. That's why he, he reserved. Where's his heart? You know who I got that for? AD. Oh, oh you got street name clothes? a better power forward though. What you mean? You got Jason Tatum. Nah. Um, you can do Miles Turner. Miles Turner over AD. Hey, look, look, Miles Turner don't get enough credit out there, bro. He does not get enough credit out there. Indiana is small. He don't get enough credit for what he does. Hell, I I believe that Vucevic is. You know what I'm Vucevic? saying? On, yeah, in Chicago, he on the same level as AD. He just don't get enough credit because AD made a name for himself when he was with the New Orleans Pelicans as a game changer. He got to L.A., now he can just Cadillac and just ride and ride on LeBron's coattails. So now he just became a secondary player. <laughs> I can respect that. I can respect your opinion on that with uh, Bob Vucevic. As my 10 or 5, I got Embiid yeah. off the bench. If Embiid, I feel like if Embiid can go a whole season without getting hurt, I'm telling you, he could probably win MVP. Seriously, if he can go a whole season without getting hurt, and I'm not saying like he can. It's okay to miss a couple of games. I know he don't have to play like every back to back. I get that. But if he can play a whole season, I don't care if it's 72, 82, games, whatever they got lined up at this point. Because I don't even know with the NBA anymore. If we playing 72 from now on, or we going back to 82, whatever the case may be. If he can give me at least 65 games, I guarantee he can win MVP. Yeah. At least so, 65. So who's your five reserves? Oh man, my five reserves. I don't. 
And you're going to love this. So I got Damian Lillard as my sixth man. Now, when you talk about a true spark off the bench, that is it right there. He should be your number one. Because anybody can come, anybody who can be instant offense, that is him right there. That is true instant offense. Mm -hmm. And then I got James Harden as my two guard. Yeah, because guess what? <laughs> Old ball dominant James Harden, you need to come off the bench sometimes and just realize, hey, sometimes you ain't got to take 50 shots to win the game. Yeah. You don't always, yeah. I want, I want you know him what? to come off the bench because I don't want him to have all that pressure on him. Because I feel like if the pressure is on him and the game is on the line, yeah, hey, he going to fold like a lawn chair and then I can't deal with it. Because <laughs> hey, I never forgave you for the 13 turnovers. It still hurts to this day. Still hurts. I'm sorry. I'm I can't. Sorry. I can't forget him for uh, game six and seven when Chris Paul went out. Yeah, and then for my small forward, I got Luca. So as you can see, as you can see, my consistency here as far as like my my bench, no defense, none, no defense. And I just named James team. Harden. I just named Luca, but I'm talking about instant offense. Yeah. Then they say defense win championships, but that's in the starting five. The defense is there. So then, number my my four my power forward I got Jason Tatum once again. Still, we're going with instant offense here. Okay, I'm looking for somebody when I pull my reserves out, I can still just come in there and I can just keep the ball flowing. I can keep the ball moving around. Hey, now my now my five now I have now I have Jokic because that right there he's gonna control the game. He's gonna make sure that everybody's where they need to be. He can play inside. He can play outside. He can set up people. He's a great passer. He can do everything that you need a true center to do, and he can do everything in any other position that you need him to do. And now, I got a little question for you, though. With these all-stars that you got, who would be your coach? Who would be my coach? Who would be, your, who would be your coach to control all of these uh, egos on that one team? Who's going to be your coach? Popovich. Mm, I like that. Can't go like pop, bro. I like that. They gonna put on the right system, and they all gonna they all gonna have to be maintained well. He gonna make sure everybody be healthy, bro. That is true. He gonna keep them in line. That's one thing I know for sure. He will keep them in line. Now, you probably won't like my answer as far as like who I want my coach to be. Believe it or not, I would actually think that Rick Carlisle would be my coach. And the reason why I say Rick Carlisle is because He's dealt with these kind of egos before. And I feel like he's very laid back, but he's actually very forward with his teaching and also his methods of how he can actually keep the team intrigued with the game and keep them going. Because I feel like Steve Kerr just sits on the bench and just, you know, just lets the team just dictate themselves. He doesn't want to get out there and actually try to – control what's going on. I would pick Doc Rivers also, but his track record is <laughs> not all that great. I feel like he's yeah, more of a player's hey, coach. Look, but his his roster is going to be up 3-1. They're going to lose. Yeah, if I had Doc Rivers, <laughs> but no, hey, he's still good though, Doc. But, hey, oh, so it is also, what it is. Um, we got to mention Day Day Top 5. You know, the customer, well, not customer, but person that called in. Uh, his Top 5 is LeBron. Okay, I like that. KD. I damn sure respect that. Kawhi. Oh, no. Joel and B. Okay, I can go with that. Damien Lillard. Okay. And then he said he tied with AD. <laughs> so, so basically, one of them is going to be his sixth man. 
Damian Lillard or AD is gonna be a six man. I can I can respect that. I can respect that because one of them, hey, one of them got one of well, really, it's gonna have to be AD because he need a point guard. He has no point. He just went all bigs. When you look at his list, he just went all bigs. So so number one, you are gonna beat the crap out of this team because number one. When you got all bigs like that, who gonna really keep up with all these smaller guards? Nobody on here. And then you got old street clothes right here. <laughs> AD, he ain't a hey, street clothes. Hey, hey what Charles hey, Barkley hey, call really, him, boy? Hey, hey, really? He got like three street clothes on it. Three <laughs> street clothes. <laughs> hey, you gotta, you gotta hey. have somebody who can stay on there longer than thirty in minutes. The press box. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have somebody on that starting five that can jo- stay in the game longer Joel than thirty minutes. at home tweeting. Hey. Probably gonna be he going out with a toe injury yeah, quick. AD's in his street clothes. Yeah, he ain't even gonna suit up. He ain't even gotta worry about it. Yeah, that's hey, not gonna work, bro. Day day. I, I respected you. I respect your 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 input, but that top five, man, come on, bro. You could have did better than that. You ain't have Steph. You ain't have Harden. Come on, man. Nothing. Exactly. And but one thing I can say out of all three of us, nobody really had a defensive player on that. Well, at least you had Kawhi. At least yeah, you had that. Kawhi. Yeah, if he's healthy. But, you know, hey, that takes him to a factor. That takes him to a um, count. Well, with all that being said, people, um, I would love for y'all to drop y'all top ten players down in the comments. Hey, and I would me, love it. And tell us what you think, which team would win. Would Corey team win or would my team win if hey. they was going against each other? Hey, you know mine going to win automatic. Automatic, cause guess what? I, I highly doubt it. All right, cause when you start putting them, when when you start subbing in players, that's when they get real. Yeah, okay. And, and that's why I know I'm a win. You seen my bench? It's awesome. So uh, I want to get into the the colleges that's been underappreciated and just athletes that's out there that go to HBCUs. Um, uh, I really like that. that Deion Sanders went to Jackson State and did what he did. Uh, to, Much applause to give, to that, man. To give the HBCU that. schools exposure. Man, they got they got great um, players out there too, man. Every man, last one of them. Man, when you when you look at the uh the list of players that's coming from HBCUs in history or even just FCS schools for that matter, because they're all on the same hand. level. Uh, most of the players that's in the NFL actually comes from those schools on the FCS level, they really don't come from FBS, especially your superstar players. Okay. Um, you look back, look back at your quarterbacks, and even just look, Trey Lance, he just came from uh, North Dakota State. Yeah, you had uh, yeah, oh, Steve McNair, he yeah. came from Alcorn State. Yeah, you had um, what's the other Everybody guy that came from North Dakota State? Oh, oh, you talking about Carson Wentz? I mean, he had he had a decent season. So the only person that Came from a, a good school that was a five-star athlete. Um, went to a power five school, which was Georgia. Uh, is Matthew Stafford, and and he's wow. a starting quarterback. If you if you look back at it, everyone else, bro, pretty much um, they they went through some kind of controversy to get to where where they were. I mean, of course, some some uh, student athletes they transferred or whatever, you know, to go That's to true. like a, a major school, like for instance, like Cam Newton. He, at first, he started out at what Florida, and then, yeah, he, then, then he, he went, went to, to Glenn, that college, and, then, yeah, and then he came then back he had to, to Auburn. Go to, uh, Auburn. But I'm just thinking, like, look at the HBCUs and, and small colleges that most of your athletes come from. Uh, Chad Johnson goes to a big school. He started out. I just found that out too. And um, Shannon Sharp didn't go to. A, he went to Savannah yeah. State. Yeah, exactly. So that just goes T- to show T-O, you. That. Uh, I forgot um, what school he went to. He went to a little small. Yeah, he, he went, went to a small school too. 
Um, Jerry Rice went to a small school. So when you start looking at the the past, bro, everybody goes to a small school pretty much. So now that's, I just want to, I don't understand like why, you know, these schools don't get the exposure that they need. I mean, I feel like, and you can look at players and you can see there's not much difference when they're actually on the field from this school that was FCS versus this school that was FBS versus an HBCU school going against uh, Ohio State, Alabama. Now, my thing, yeah, Alabama are pulling in better tier players. So, let me ask you this. You know, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. So, do you feel that these schools have better players, but they just don't get the recognition because of, do you think because of the boosters or the money? Like, well, what do you think? Yeah, I think, I think it's the money. And then you also got to look. Also, money means television. Uh, okay. How often do you see a TSU or a Southern on TV? You don't really see them often. You don't really see it at so, all, honestly. So that means they don't get the exposure. But now with Dion, what Dion's doing, he's allowing, you know, the F, the the FCS schools to get more exposure, especially the HBCUs like Jackson State, because now they're on TV. And people is actually thinking, like, oh, man, I got to see them. And then he's also getting more exposure to the student athletes that they recognize, like, I don't got to go to Florida. I don't got to go to Miami. That is true. I can go to Jackson State. So another thing that I've always wondered, and I, I probably need to do some research on it too. So when they start doing the name, image, and likeness, when they start paying the players, do the FCS players get paid as well? Because I know the only game that I've ever seen where it's like, you know, like HBCUs on TV has always just been like the Bayou Classic. Right. That's the only game I've ever seen around like, you know, Thanksgiving time. That's the only one, you know, Grambling State versus uh, Southern. So, you know, do they get paid? You know, or? that's a good question, but I was actually uh, looking at an episode with Deion Sanders in it uh, on YouTube the other day, and he was saying how most of the HBCU uh, student athletes, they actually got to work when they're in the offseason. Oh, man. They actually got to go make their own money. They got to go work at McDonald's, work wherever, versus these, these students that's uh, at USC or – uh, Texas or whatever, you know, they can't even make no money. But now since they're allowing them to do it, it's a great thing because now you're not at school broke and just on the scholarship. But true. even but even then, even if, even if I get a scholarship at TSU, I'm not, my scholarship is not going to be like my scholarship at Texas because the TSU scholarship is not going to come as, yeah. it's not going to come with as many funds and things, bro, to back me. And then, come on, bro, we all know that them big schools are paying them players under the table. Hey, but I want you to know, we really going to see the boosters now. If we didn't see them then, we definitely going to see them now because they're going to come out in droves now trying to make sure that these players get the proper funds that they need. So with that, I'm wondering, like, do they have a cap or do they have, like, a set pay that they get? using their image and likeness? I'm, or? I'm not really sure. I mean, but I just think it's very beneficial for the students, you know. I think it's to, more beneficial for the schools. Well, well, yeah, but now if you put if you put my name on that jersey, but you know how I many make jerseys, money off of But do you know how you, many more jerseys you're going to sell now that you can put my yeah, name on the back exactly, but even now I can have endorsements. Yeah, but, but you're but you know, a small it, cut. I think, I think the only bad thing about it is it's going to be it's going to be students that's going to get jealous because sometimes you're going to get this guy who's going to sign with Nike. Other, yeah. yeah and, and they're going to be jealous like oh man he, he got this well honestly I feel like they shouldn't do that I feel like endorsements they shouldn't get but I feel like the school 
should just you know do it but, that way. But Be- I mean, but, because but they honestly, gotta pay them. They gotta pay them for their likeness, their names, whatever they put their name on. They gotta pay. Yeah, them. but you can't have, but you can't have like no shoe in college, like you know these the air, you know whatever you know whatever well, player yeah. may I name. Mean, I, I don't know. You can't do none of those. That, but because I feel like in college. You schools already have like you know Under Armour, Nike, Adidas. They already have contracts, so they can't do anything in that format. I feel like to really just boost up their you know profit margins. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like I can't go out here and give one player a thousand dollars and then just give another player like a hundred dollars. Well, you know, well, I, see, how is it all balanced out? Because I think, I think that old lineman is not going to get that same recognition as that wide receiver who made the game winning uh, play. But what about that offensive tackle that just made the game winning block to make sure that running back or that wide receiver can even get open. Yeah. It, it all works together because people don't realize football and basketball, there is no I in team. You need all the pieces in play for well, everything to work. Well, see, understand this, though. I think that there's an actual rate that every player gets. Now, whatever you get to go on top of that, like as far as your likeness or how, how often they're using your image, because like if you're the quarterback of the team, most likely you're going to get probably a little bit more paper. Because, oh, of course. You, because you, you're, you're, you're the face, on, you're you're the face of the team. You're going to be on the You're going to be in the – in the uh, game day books and whatever else, you know? That is true. But um, to move on from that topic, I want to talk about how the NFL structure doesn't even help the HBCUs as far as exposure or the FCS schools for that matter. I mean, see, the exposure, it works in a way where it kind of benefits all the big, I want to be honest, white schools. Uh, you think about it, when you go to the scouting combine, it's mostly always your Ohio State's, your your U of H's, your Michigan's, or whatever whatever school you wanna you wanna name that's big and white. Mm-hmm. You know, mostly Power Five as well. But um, to me, I think the NFL should have like some kind of uh, combine for FCS school levels or whatever. So, well, I don't like the fact that. The FCS schools are not even invited to the combine, and then a lot of the the major schools, the kids opt out of the combine and just have pro days. Right. I feel like if no matter where you're from, going into the draft, everybody needs to attend the combine. Everybody should be allowed to attend the combine. You shouldn't be just invited. Oh, because you did this because you don't know what diamond in the rough you might come across. And that's true. I don't. I don't. But, I don't like the fact that you know what. You know what's so interesting about that, bro? Like I said, you know, fifty percent of the uh, the NFL they come from uh, low rounds or being undrafted. Yeah, it's more. It's. I feel like it's more Pro Bowlers and more Hall of Famers that came in the lower rounds than it is in the first round. Maybe because they were under a microscope in the first, second, and third round. I don't know, but I think I think it's just just to have that that chip on their shoulder, and then a lot of them they come from from uh, low end schools, and they come from low income neighborhoods too. You know what? I need to look up and see like what, like who is the highest, you know, HBCU? Who is the highest player draft? I think it's Steve McNair. I'm not sure. It's either Steve McNair or Michael Strahan on that one, but I believe it's Steve McNair because you know. Mm. I, that's sure. a that's a good that's a good thing to look up just to see like you know, because I forgot um what's the other what's the other wide receiver, Sterling Sharp I believe he came from a small school too, because you got Sterling Sharp you got Shannon Sharp, and then you know you have Michael Strahan you have um, 
Who else came from a small school that just really made a, a great impact? You know, everybody knows about Jerry Wright. Every last one of them Hall of Famer. So to look to look more into it, um, Walter Payton came from HBC. Hey, everybody Jerry Rice, Deacon Jones, hey, Ed Tall Jones, greatest end, hey, greatest defensive tackle, Larry Little, George Lloyd, Man. Steve McNair. So wow. all of these players are Hall of Fame players. Every last you can't one. tell me that. All of these players, I mean, all of the, the players that was in college was only going to big schools back then. That is true. That's not true. That is true. So, what what shift happened to where, you know, they didn't get the, the recognitions for those schools or whatever, you know? For the NFL not that's, to be looking right, at, that's a in good that, question. that area. Right, we're going to have to do some research and dig deeper on that one. Because that's, that's a very good topic you just brought up right there. Because I feel like in order to have a fair shot, I believe everybody should have an equal opportunity. And if they're not getting it at these HBCUs and they feel like they have to go to these bigger schools to get noticed, then that just makes the other smaller schools feel inferior and they shouldn't because they have star athletes just like anybody else. Right. So that's a, that's a very um, good topic. And just to piggy off of that, I want to talk about just the NFL players stepping up and becoming more like the NBA players. And what I mean by that is the NBA players, bro, they get what they want. They they have a whole NBA association, player association, and when they want something to happen, it happens. Pretty much, bro, to be honest, the players run the league. So they supposed to. And that's it because they but, are the ones that's making if it if it isn't for them, we wouldn't have the NFL. But, but I don't can't. mean like as far as like, you know, I'm not talking about like the owners and stuff like that. Because I feel like Honestly, in the NFL, the owners have too much power to me. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like can, the players can you, need can you to have a bigger they, voice. Can you say that the NFL players run a league? No, they no. they really don't. I mean, you think about it. If what Kaepernick did at the time from him kneeling and all that, if they ran a league, the players would have been more behind them. He would have been yeah. he would have been had a job. But uh, it, I mean, even just the different instances of of bringing in different players and uh, coaches for that matter. And I want to say this: I think that we have to figure out a way to get more black coaches in the NFL because oh, and, they didn't try everything well, with the Rooney rule and everything. I don't know why well, it's not working. And, and I'm gonna tell you why it's not working. It's because they're not the the black the black athletes that's in there, they're not in the corporate part of the NFL. That is when true. you look when you think about who's in general management, it's white people. And there and, are, and then it's, it's it's white people that don't even know nothing about football and never took a snap of football. And you know the saddest part is there are still to this day in 2021 there are no black majority owners in the NFL, and right. that is sad. And it's only one in the NBA, and and the only reason why he's the owner is because we know who he is, and that's because it's Michael Jordan. Right. And it, it's like, come on. Like you telling me all these billionaires that are black in this world, I'm talking about from America all the way to Africa. You telling me nobody if Shad Khan can own a team, I know a black billionaire can own one. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking to you, Jay-Z, Puffy, Kanye, see, Russell that's, Simmons, see, that's, anybody. That's that's too much like right, and then it's a lot of political controversy, which we'll get into later on that topic as well. But I definitely believe that, you know, it's just we just need more black people in the in the corporate part of the NFL. That's true. To, to bring in black scouts, black coaches, you know, and 
Well, just honestly, different people I overall. think the only way that's going to happen is if we have a black commissioner. And I don't see Roger Goodell stepping down anytime soon. But you soon. know, you know what? I, I think I think if the players take a pledge and if they all do things at a step, like for instance, when uh Kaepernick kneeled, like if they actually had a full plan for this, like, well, if this don't go this way, then we're gonna take it to this level. If this don't yeah. go this way, then we gotta take it to this level, and then things will start working as it's as it should. And I think that's what just got to happen. Yeah. And just just to say that, I mean, you look at the NBA. I want to say Harden is a great example. He he got what he wanted. He said, I don't want to I don't want to play for the Rockets no more. He he pretty much made and the he Rockets got to trade pick him. The team he, got he to wanted pick, to go to. He got to pick the team he, he wanted to go to. He did everything that you know the Rockets uh, pretty yeah, much asked right. of him. Now, are we happy as fans? No, no. But no. But in fairness. The players should be able to have that kind of power because he, you know, it's, it's all about revenue and he's making the money for the team. So be fair to him. So now let me ask you this because, you know, I know this might sting a little. Do you feel that because Deshaun Watson tried to voice his unsatisfaction, you know, his dissatisfaction with the team? Do you feel that's what caused all of these so-called allegations? Yeah. I'm not, now, yeah. now, look, I want to let you know right now, ladies, I don't agree with anything that Deshaun Watson did because wrong is wrong. You know, I don't agree with it at all. But I feel like everything that started coming forward until he voiced his opinion saying, I don't want to be here, until he started voicing his frustration, now all of a sudden – all these allegations come out. And I'm not saying that, hey, he is, you know, innocent, but I don't believe he's all the way guilty of what he's being accused of. Right. And I don't, you know, and, you know, and I and I want to talk about this. I, you know, if you have an opinion or if you want to voice your opinion about that, I want to know because I feel like, like, look, Deshaun Watson I, at one point, was a great role model in the city. I don't know what kind of skeletons he keep in his closet, but it's funny how he's been with the team for what four or five years now. Uh, yeah, about four seasons. And seasons. all of a sudden, now, now that he says after he signed this deal, hey, look, I don't want to be here. Oh yeah, now he's a rapist, like out of nowhere. But yet, he didn't get scrutinized as hard as Ben Roethlisberger. He didn't get scrutinized as hard as any other of these players have been accused of these false accusations as well. Well, I can't really say that they're false. I apologize. That's wrong. That's incorrect. Of these allegations. Because it's funny how one minute we hear about it, now all of a sudden we don't hear anything about it yeah. at all. Yeah. So it's either it's, it's what's going on. Like, are, are the women coming forward? Are they dropping the charges? Like, you know, what's going on at this point? So we know because honestly, I'd rather just the Texans just cut him and just cut their losses and move nah, forward. Cut them now, they they they, they might as well because well, honestly, nobody wants to deal with that circus if he gets picked up by another bro, team. Nobody wants I to mean, deal with that I'm, circus. I'm gonna be, be honest with you, bro. Because and, and honestly, a, at this point, he business, looks guilty. From a, a business standpoint, bro, he looks guilty. It's bad. It's I mean, bad for your even organization. If he, even if he's not guilty and uh, he don't want to play for the Texans. Realistically, bro, you're not cutting him. You know why? I because would. he's if, a he's a top five he's a top five quarterback. I'm sorry, you, you're gonna trade. You're gonna wrong trade is him. wrong. If you if he no. if, if these allegations are true, you're not gonna keep him on the team. 
You're not gonna. Keep well, if the allegation is true, it's not gonna matter. But if they're not true, yeah, then then you finna get like four first round picks, but a player you, or two. You you gonna you gonna hold but out until you get the best deal. You still want to deal with the bad publicity behind well, what he's bringing be, to the table. I mean, if you look at it, the Texans, don't even mention him no more. It's like it's like Deshaun is just a a, a person in the back and. Like a janitor. Well, because they, 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 they have to move forward because they, they don't they know already, where the case is they, going. They already have moved forward. They have. That's why they hey, got like four quarters. Either way it go, I feel like his his career and his reputation is tarnished. So like, they might as well just cut their losses now. Honestly, uh, it's, it's, it's like how Michael Vick was with the dogs. It's You can't – you can do what you can. You can apologize so much. But at the end of the day, they only see you as what they want you to see you as. And right now, Deshaun Watson looks like nothing more than a rapist. The bottom line. So I, you might as well just cut your losses. I disagree. But do you think this tarnishes this player's career, Richard Sherman? Nine one one. What are you reporting? Um, I, I I need I need officers to my house now. My husband is drunk and blue. What is he? Stop! Stop! I'm, What's the address? Are there any weapons? Stop. We, are there we any took, we took, to no, me. there's no gun. I'm, I'm saying there are no weapons, ma'am. There are you no, there are no weapons. You need to stop interrupting me so I can get the information I need to get officers expedited. I need officers here now. What's he doing that, that you think he's going to harm he's, himself? He's being, he's, he's being aggressive. He has sent text messages. I took the I took the keys out. They're in your car. He's trying to leave now in the house. He's being aggressive. He's wrestling with my uncle. He's threatening to kill himself. He has sent text messages to people saying he's going to hang himself. He and he's saying that if the police show up, that so please don't shoot is what I'm asking. Okay, wait. Say that again. He has no He said if the police show up, that he'll try to fight them. So they okay. need to understand that he is. He is. Okay. It been physical with anybody there? You said he's trying to fight yes, your uncle. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. How has it been physical? He just tried to fight him. Okay, trying to fight somebody and actually being yes, physical. Yes, he did. He did. All the way How down has it down. been physical? He it's, a, it's a 2016 black Mercedes. Richard, please stop. Richard, please stop. Please stop. Is that a sedan SUV? It's, a, it's just a black sedan, Mercedes SUV. Okay. He's not going to be able to get out the gate. I cut it off. What do you mean you cut it off? I cut the gate. We live behind it. It's, it's Richard Sherman. Like, ma'am, this is like a f emergency. I need officers hey, here listen now. Listen to me. I'm handling this. You need to stop telling me that. Okay, Talking but what I'm not going to slow help down. He Talking to me is not going to slow help down. Okay, well, what I need to know is that he What's was your black. name? My name is Ashley Sherman. Do you know what his date of birth is? 3.30.88. Okay, slow down so I can understand you. What's the date of birth? March 30th, 1988. Does anybody need an ambulance there? You said it was physical. No, we don't okay. need an ambulance. Okay. And he does not have any weapons or access to weapons? No. No. Okay. And how much has he had to drink tonight? Two bottles. Two bottles of what? Now a vodka now. and Hennessy. Okay, hard alcohol. This alcohol. Okay. He's intoxicated. Okay, sir. I'm only going to talk to one person, so please put the phone down well, and talk no, to Ashley. Look, okay, it's, it's, it's the sheriff it, on the way. Okay, 
listen, I, it's over on dispatch, okay? Talking to me is not going to slow anything else down. First off, the, the 911 dispatcher, and this is from my, my own experience that of being so a dispatcher, so was terrible. horrible. You should have got so straight to it who, what, when, where, why, how. You know, dispatch the officers, you asking all these extra questions and stuff. And I just think she was just extra ratchet, bro. Like, you're not yeah. really helping. You're not coming. You're not coming, Ashley, uh, down and all those things. And at the same time, I mean, why why, why are they making it, like, out to tomorrow? Oh, Richard Sherman did domestic violence and this yeah. and that. ESPN, I'm so, in Bleacher Report, I'm so disappointed in how y'all promoted that story as if he made it, is it to say that he was out here beating someone. The man was drunk, he was intoxicated, which is wrong, okay? Well, pretty much he has his own prerogative to do what he wants. But the fact that he's going through mental issues because he's intoxicated, the man was trying to kill himself, not trying to hurt somebody else. Right. The man was intoxicated, and they're trying to stop him from going out driving drunk, and, and she's trying to board. get a police officer to the situation to calm him down, right. or whatever it is that they need to detain him, whatever it takes to make sure that he is okay. And this dispatch person just refuses. Just, just she, she just failed at her job, bro. Like, and, come on. And I mean, come on, bro. I'm from the Mo, bro. And my family didn't grow up on no silver spoon. I didn't. I didn't see. Hell, I didn't see myself be drunk off of light and dark. Hell, I didn't see yeah. you I, drunk I, off I, of light and dark. I didn't so, see myself plenty. So of I mean, I, like, you want to talk about that? He's right just, now. He just intoxicated. Yeah. Now I do believe that him being intoxicated, as they say, the drunk, the drunk tongue don't tell lies; it tells the yeah. truth. I believe that maybe he really do need some mental health. Uh, and you no, know what's so uh, funny? When we were talking about this yesterday, I was trying to figure out like what you meant by maybe it's CTE. That's why I was like, man, what you mean he got CTE? But now that I'm listening to this call, he's talking about he trying to hang himself. Yeah. What is really going on in Richard Sherman's psyche to make him want to kill himself? And he was still trying to play in the league this year. Like what's going on personally in his mind? He just, he just came off a season and now all of a sudden he wants to commit suicide. So what is really going on so much as far as like because I'm really you know I really want to pray about this and reach out to Richard Sherman and hope that he's okay because right. this is like really disturbing to me because now it makes me feel like have you know do we not take this CTE thing seriously did we not learn anything from like Junior or Seau just, or anything of that nature as far or as like, just this the, is serious the, the mental health uh thing all together and this is another reason why I say I want the NFL to become more like the NBA. And even though I've seen some parts where the NBA struggle, like with uh, Delonte uh, West and things like that, yeah, I just want athletes all together to come together of true. all sports and help raise up other athletes as they struggle. I mean, because I these really kind of episodes are, are really ridiculous, man. Yeah. And, and for ESPN to say that, Oh, he's he's in jail for domestic violence. He got no bail. I mean, and, what what, and what did he really do realized, to deserve no bail? But now I realize why he didn't have a bail because they're trying to protect him from himself. They're trying to wait till he calms down. That's why he didn't have a bail because they're trying to figure out. And honestly, they should have played this 
first before they sit there and be like, oh, domestic violence, domestic but, violence. Because yeah, exactly. he never they he should. never touched Ashley Sherman at all. He was wrestling with the uncle because the uncle was trying to get him to calm down because he's trying to get to the car. Yeah. And and ESPN just from ESPN the jump, they should have they should have just went ahead and said they know he was intoxicated or they should have said that, you know, he threatened himself mm -hmm. or whatever. Just I mean, what why they tell a lie? Said, just, just go ahead and tell the truth. They should have said he was detained for an altercation. Right. And yeah, that's in the that's the real truth. He was detained for an altercation. Don't sit there and say no he's in jail. Plan. Yeah, you know. Don't don't do that. Don't try to ruin this career before it ends. Because it could it could have ended on a high note, but yeah. now it's people gonna look at him now like, well, I don't know if we can take him now because he a mental case and all that kind of stuff. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that, man, ESPN. They they messing up old man Shaman's career, bro. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't do that. Now now I feel like they're not even gonna like apologize to the Sherman family for these which, false which, allegations that can probably really like should. tarnish these things can tarnish people's careers. Same thing like with A B. You know, people don't understand how serious mental issues can affect a person's livelihood and just, you know, affect their actual day-to-day. -day. Don't do not do that. Please don't. Yeah. Um, I want to, like, go from that topic to this topic. Um, so, I was on Facebook, and I was scrolling, and I seen this ad, and it said Houston Rockets uh, mini camp for, like, kids up to – 13 or whatever. Well, that's good. And guess who they had on there that's supposed to be uh, providing the camp? James Harden? Mo Taylor. He he lives out here. Maurice Taylor, yeah. I, I understand. Remember we seen him that day in, um, in Hooters? I, I understand that. But now you go ask a kid that's probably 15 and, and younger, who is Maurice Taylor? They don't know who Maurice Taylor is. But they know he was in the NBA, so I feel like it's still okay. It's still a charitable no, call. I'm not saying, but he can, still, okay. he can still bring Christian Wood in. He can still bring in um, other players. Well, if that was the case, they should have said that it was provided by Christian Wood. And, you know, I thought about hey, this. You still I, you still heard about that time. Yeah, we went I thought, to the, I thought hey, about this. Hey, one time we, uh, we went to a little draft party. And they made it seem like all NBA players are gonna be there for the Houston Rockets. And then we thinking like we finna meet like Yao and T Mac. And see, we met Chandler Parsons. I, I have no problem with that, but which was cool. He I was thought a rookie. About we this didn't know who he myself was. Myself as a kid, um, oh, going yeah. to Richmond. Oh, you talking about the Reese game? And, and on two on two occasions, two occasions. <laughs> the first time it was an NFL player. He played for the Rams. Uh, uh, they had him come in do a presentation. And I think it was like career day or whatever, whoop de whoop. That's cool. And, and I thought about it, I was like, man, they got the white kids at their school. They getting Marshall Falk, and we getting, who is this guy? They got Marshall Falk? I'm just saying, oh, like, but are you using that example? Okay, like, I'm like, damn, okay, I love me Marshall Falk. Me growing up in the early 2000s, I'm thinking, they said, oh, we got a player from the Rams. I'm thinking Marshall Falk, Tory Holt, uh, somebody like that on that level. And you get an offensive line, and we, we don't get, even get Orlando we, Pace. <laughs> we get somebody. We get somebody nobody even knows. Matter of fact, he was a former. He's a former uh, St. Louis Ram at the time. So we had no idea who he was. And, this is and a good I guarantee, you if I was to remember who this guy was today, he probably not in the history books for anything. But I mean, I am, I do like the fact that they did that. But I just feel like, man, like why can't our uh, why can't in low income communities why can't we get a, a better player 
to come make a better impression. Well, maybe they just brought that player in because maybe he came from a low-income environment and he's just showing you if he can make it, anybody can. Maybe. Maybe. But, I, but I, see, I, I, in, in the ball for that, it's like when I was in high school, we had Thurman Thomas come to the school. But he went to Willow Ridge. So I respect yeah, that. Yeah, he went to Willow Ridge, but he didn't come in to leave no, no good message or nothing uh, for us to – take on into life or anything. He just came in, took a picture, he got a plaque or whatever, and left the school. So I feel he like he somebody didn't, he didn't give a speech or nothing? Nothing. So I feel like wow, somebody at, with that status should come in and give a speech and and motivate students to go after their dreams and, you know, to just push forward. That to me, that's why I say I think all these athletes and things like that they need to come together and help build up their communities and young athletes as well. All together. That always makes me wonder, do athletes always give back once they leave? Or do they just stay where they at and just... Some some do, some don't. And uh, I think that not only athletes and stuff, that goes for organizations in the area and all kind of things. They, they should, you know, have people come in and, and give speeches to help people that's thinking about doing... Uh, uh, having a life as a doughboy versus having a life in corporate America or, you know, seeing more people like himself in there. Um, I, I respect that. We we don't have enough people in high places or people who are understand the value of working hard. You know, people always think, like, the only outlet is sports or rapping, and it's not. It's people... Like me and you who work hard and regular nine to fives every day, who put in the work, who went to school and did a variety of different things to make sure that they have a better life for themselves. We don't always have to take the easy way because not everybody can take it. Do you know how many people can actually make it to the NBA? It's not not, not as big as you think. Not many. The NFL as well. You see 53 roster spots on 32 teams, but trust me. It's millions of people who trying every day to yeah. get there. And just to be uh, in the NFL and have that platform or the NBA and have that platform, I think the, the, the athletes, they have to do a much better job of, uh, of reaching out, out and, and creating a brand to to uh, tie in everybody, to, exactly. to motivate people. I respect that. You know, I so... Um, I hope one day we can reach that. Now... The, the the best part about this uh, podcast is, did you see Conor McGregor? Hey, I saw it. Now, I will say this. Conor McGregor, I want you to have one last fight. And the reason why I don't want you to go out with a broken ankle, because what you've wait, done wait, for the wait, sport wait, of UFC wait, is wait, astronomical. Wait, wait, did y'all see the broken ankle? It was so nasty. Together here. Oh, he missed. They both oh, missed. He, he oh fell back on his God. own ankle. Yeah, they both missed, right? One look of the most. Look at that. Look at it's, 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 He actually broke his leg. The winner by TKO, Dustin the Diamond. Fractured on one of the checks at the beginning of the fight. Then it broke on a punch. Yeah, for sure. When I pointed at him at the beginning of the fight, that's when I checked the good kick. I bet that's when it cracked. He was putting his fingers in my glove and pulling me down to throw the up kicks. I was trying to let Herb know that this guy's a dirtbag, man. You don't talk like that. Don't get me wrong, Dust, Dustin Poirier is a very good fighter. And, you know, I give you props. You beat him, you you know, hey. But I will say there should have been a doctor stoppage, but, hey, it's not my call. It, it, it really should have. It, but, it's uh, not my call. According, according to uh, Dustin Poirier, the guy's a dirtbag. <laughs> hey, 
It is what it is. <laughs> hey, because if you think about it, even when he broke his ankle, he was still hey, saying that he, he the was. dude was talking about. He was talking about the man's wife and everything. So don't get me wrong. Conor McGregor has the accolades to make it to the Hall of Fame. Right now, I see Conor McGregor as like this millennials of like maybe like I don't, I don't want to say like Chuck Liddell or Tito Ortiz Look. or GSP, but he's up there as far as well-known and popular these, fighters. These are Conor McGregor final words after this fight. After he broke, oh, I gotta hear this. He said, "It's not over. If we can take, if we have to take this outside, we'll do it." On now, one leg. After he all that, after on all one that, leg. <laughs> that guy has a dirt bag. Like, come on, come on, Conor McGregor. Right. But I he, mean, and he good for the sport of UFC. Yeah, he he draws in the crowd. But I ain't gonna lie though. I don't. When was the last time Conor McGregor won a fight? What when he fought uh, Cerrone? That was his last win. That's that's not looking good. Cause let me tell you something. Hey, Dustin Poirier. Hey, he won seven of his last eight fights. Yeah. So and, hey, I mean, and to be honest, it is bro, what it is. I think Conor McGregor at this point, he's just a showman. He's he's really that's he's, it. He, he, his he, career is he over. He sells the UFC. Yeah. He does what no other fighter does. He sells the UFC. Yeah, his his career like is over. Like, if you see... No, I don't think it's over. No, it's over. And no, he, no. he's just good for, for promotion, bro. But, he, no, no. So, I feel like if he has one more fight, I feel like, honestly, he needs to go out on top. He needs to fight somebody. Who, you going to fight a bum? Well, I, no, no, you know I want him to fight a bum, but I, that, want him, I want him to actually train this Because I, I feel like he didn't train for this fight. I can tell. He didn't train for this nah, fight. He trained. No, he didn't. He, he trained. Didn't train. He's just a bum. He, he uh, was sloppy. Speaking was of sloppy. that, speaking of that, I think what McGregor should do next is actually take it to the exhibition level. Maybe he should go fight one of those uh, brothers or whatever. Um, nah, he's he's not gonna waste his time and fight Jake Paul, even though Jake Paul did call him out. Hey, I mean, Jake Paul got to need to worry about Tyron Woodley. That's what we need to worry about. Cause Tyron Woodley is gonna kill this dude. <laughs> that is a professional fighter. I'm not talking about Nate Robinson. God, what was that? The, Nate. Bro, Nate, Nate. Nate. He let us down, <laughs> let us down Nate. Hey, you know, when, you, when you seen Nate do this, you knew it was over, bro. Yeah, and then Logan Paul just fought Mayweather. But I will give Logan Paul credit. I don't care what nobody says. Hey, he did what Conor McGregor didn't do. He lasted all the rounds. I don't care. I'm going to be honest, bro. Logan bro. Paul lasted yeah. all the rounds. Because that, that wasn't is, real. That wasn't real. Matter. He was getting hit. Wasn't real boxing. Were you getting hit, Logan? You were. It's well, a real fight. You know what? I know somebody who did get hit. <laughs> Ooh. By the name of Greg Hardy. Oh! Did you see that? Hey, uh, yeah. Greg Hardy. Yeah. I had high hopes for you in the UFC. You out? You, hey, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. You was looking like CM Punk out there. You looking like CM Punk the last time he was in Octagon. I bet I, I know someone who was happy. Remember his ex-wife? Oh, that was dry. That was dry. Funny, but dry. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> hey, talk about karma, huh? What goes around comes around. But yours came around in a right cross, a left hook, an uppercut. Hey, oh, hey. It, it, came, hey. it came down Ooh. on him, too. Yeah, it came down hard. Oh, wait till you see the clip. Woo wait till you see the clip. That was horrible. <laughs> So, uh, with all that being said, people, 
I think we should go ahead and wrap up this show. All right, it was a great show as always. As always, and it was our pleasure. And I thank you all for looking at our videos and checking out uh, thank you. our podcast. We really appreciate and, it. And I ask that you all subscribe. We got uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You name it, we there. Uh, don't forget about us. And, all right, and don't forget about my boy D-Raw's show on Tuesdays. Just a recap of everything that we missed over the weekend. We'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in. Oh, and if you got any questions or you want to get at us on the show or anything like that, don't forget to leave comments or anything, you know. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter. Hey, pretty soon we'll have a phone number. You can call us in live, too. We'll have that all coming soon, too. Thank you for watching. Yep, thank you.